This is Briar Klopp, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Ag Services in Greenbush, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Thursday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Whitney Pittman along with Randy Conan. We'll also have a report from Sierra Doctor. To start things off, we have Harvest Hotline brought to you by the North Dakota Mill, Amity Technology, and Ag Country Farm Credit Services. Farmers are getting back into the fields in the Cooperstown, North Dakota area. Ag Advantage consulting owner Jonathan Erickson says warmer temperatures are helping. The snow the last yesterday it shrunk it you know there's a little bit still on the stalks and the cobs but uh after yesterday most of the fields are pretty decent so a lot of guys got rolling yesterday and and uh definitely today uh the combines are rolling the corn's been uh just all over the board i mean for the most part it's been really good um better than expected in some areas for how dry we were um but it's you know some areas had ample rain you know throughout the season so, and those yields are really, really good. So, um, guys are pleasantly surprised. Even though it was dry, it's, the corn's been pretty decent. Erickson thinks about half the corn is still in the field and would like to see another two weeks of decent weather to finish up harvest. I would say maybe like 30%, 40%. I mean, there's some guys that, you know, got going early on and, and uh got it took a big bite out of their acreage but i mean for the most part i would say a lot of guys are not 50 percent, probably 40 percent. still a lot of tillage left to go um hopefully there i still have some guys that are doing some tillage now the ground's not froze and, and it sounds like it's working up pretty decent so hopefully we can uh i don't get another you know 10 days two weeks it'd be nice to get some tillage done and try to wrap up this corn at Warren, Minnesota, Bob Wimfeimer says his harvest season wrapped up in time to avoid the winter weather delays. Wrapped up for the season, uh, finished about a, a week ago Sunday before the weather turned sour. Uh, I was pretty fortunate early to get a fair amount of moisture, and then once we turned into August, then it got extremely dry. Uh, weed was average in the end, which was very surprising, uh, anywhere from 50 to 90 bushel to the acre but still ended up average. Soybeans were average, uh, which was kind of surprising. And my beets were average. They weren't spectacular, but they were good. And there was still some field work to be done, but Wimfeimer is grateful for the moisture. Uh, we were able to get most of it done. There's a few fields that I'd like to have done a little bit more, but uh, we'll, we'll live with it if this is it. And now we've received a little bit of rain and snow, and it's looking better for next year already. And that's Harvest Hotline brought to you by Amity Technology, the North Dakota Mill, and Ag Country Farm Credit Services. Much of central Brazil will see an increase in rains over the next two weeks. World Weather Incorporated says shower activity will increase Saturday through next Tuesday, and enough rain should fall on the northern parts of the region to establish and development of crops. Southern Brazil will see additional heavy rains and continued flooding. Much of Argentina will see a good mix of rain and sunshine that will allow for good crop development while field work should advance around the rain. President Joe Biden visited Minnesota yesterday. Minnesota Farm Bureau Federation President Dan Glessing was in attendance and happy to hear the announcement for the $5 billion in funding for rural America. We're all about uh, 
helping rural communities thrive, not only farmers, but we need those communities to be strong that so that we can raise a family and we want to stay, keep those families farming uh, in rural areas and and uh, dollars into those local towns and, and communities uh, certainly help do that. Uh, without a town nearby, it's hard to keep people to people to, people to stay on the land and, and because they do want certain quality of life as well. Glessing had a chance to talk with the president and emphasize the importance of getting the farm bill done. We've got a good farm bill. A, a short-term extension isn't going to be all that bad, but there's room for improvement. When we set those earmarks and the break-evens were a lot different, and certainly they're a lot higher now, and, and so we really like a freshened-up farm bill here before we get into the politic year. It seems like when you're in, in that election year, nothing wants to get done, and so our message, or my message to the president yesterday and ours as an organization is, let's get this thing done. There's a lot of a lot of good ideas that have been floated and talked about. And uh, now that we've got a house with a speaker, the Senate is, is ready to go. And the president said he was committed to getting it done, too. So that was good to hear. Record high butter futures have followed have been followed by some market volatility. Dairy Visor President Joe Spader says it seems domestic demand has been the biggest support to that market. Uh, we just come off a record high price in that 340 pound, uh, which is an all-time high for butter. Most of this rally that we've seen over the last month or so here has come on the heels of a slower export trend in sales, so it just shows uh, the strength of the domestic butter. Man, maybe a, a a shift in consumer buying patterns for butter and uh, what they're bringing home to their, their table. But it, it's definitely created some volatility, and uh, we've probably ran up into some prices now, too, where it, it's uh, some of that buying activity is slowing just from a pure price standpoint. Milk markets have struggled to follow butter higher. The markets seem a little disappointing given the fact that we are probably in that window pre-Thanksgiving for you know the first surge of that buying. You would like to see this front end of the market performing a little better than what it is. That window starts to shut down within a week or so before Thanksgiving, and then that probably sets the tone going into the tail end of the year. Uh, another strong tendency we see is, is seasonal activity is milk production tends to start to improve on a per cow basis as we get into the late fall, early winter period. So we're starting to see expectations of that milk surge coming back, and that's having a little bit of a negative impact on prices also. Russia has reportedly dropped bombs on civilian shipping lanes in the Black Sea. Ukraine is trying to move grain through what it calls a humanitarian corridor, but Russia said it will consider any shipping vessel to be a potential military target. Ships have not been hit from the three bombings over the past few days. Reporting Agriculture's Business, you're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Thursday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. USDA Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack made an appearance at the National FFA Convention today. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Sierra Doctor reports. Our coverage of the 96th National FFA Convention and Expo is brought to you by CHS, the nation's largest farmer-owned cooperative and proud supporter of FFA, a country farm credit services, Associated Milk Producers Incorporated and its Dinner Bell Creamery, Proceed and Corteva. USDA Egg Secretary Tom Vilsack received the honorary American FFA degree at this morning's session. Vilsack also signed a memorandum of understanding with National FFA Organization's Chief Executive Officer Scott Stump. Vilsack says FFA members are very knowledgeable about egg practices and the resources available to them. 
I've had a chance to, to visit from time to time with the FFA leadership. Sometimes it's the national leadership, sometimes it's a particular state that comes in uh, to the office and we sit down and we have a conversation about the future of agriculture in rural communities and what, what surprises me is how knowledgeable these young people are about the challenges that, are, uh, th that they and their families are facing and their willingness to consider new opportunities. And I think the option for these young people is to work with us to figure out a way in which farms can become an entrepreneurial enterprise. These young people get that. USDA is working to develop programs for beginner farmers to get started. Scott mentioned the beginning farmer effort and that, that would be where you would start, but, and that's an important consideration. Resources provided to organizations, entities to help access opportunities and, and, and to explain to folks what they can do. I think the effort we've created for micro farms, we've created a, a program that will get you started with a micro loan. There's risk management tools designed for small farms. There's some market opportunities that we help to create for small farms. Now all of a sudden you can start. Coverage of convention is sponsored by Minnesota Farmers Union, South Dakota Farmers Union, Farm Credit Services of Mandan, Nutrien, Minnesota Farm Bureau, and Minnesota Soybean Research and Promotion Council. Reporting agriculture's business. I'm Sierra Doctor here on the Red River Farm Network. Abbott Futures President Roy Abbott says South American weather seems to be supporting this soybean market. Concerns about too much water in southern Brazil and not enough in the northern part of Brazil. Uh, so that's got some people thinking we need to add some risk premium because of the weather in Brazil. Uh, the other factor, I think, is the uh, soybean processors have been busy uh, this week buying soybeans and selling products to lock in margins. And that showed uh, very clearly yesterday when the crushing margin lost about 22 cents and it's losing probably about uh, 15 cents today. So uh, that's also part of the strength here. Ever Egg market analyst Cole Adams says the feeder cattle market is seeing a breakout to the upside. We're up currently about two and a half bucks on feeders here. A good test as we're trading above that 200 day moving average on November's as uh, we've been riding that trend line here for the last two weeks. So today and tomorrow's trade will be crucial. If we can stay over this 200-day average, certainly we can find enough support to you know, hopefully continue to see this rally back from uh, that report that we've seen a couple weeks ago. Due to tight supplies, Russia's agriculture ministry has proposed a six-month moratorium on Durham wheat exports. If the ban goes into effect, it will take place from December 1st until May 31st, 2024. USDA's weekly export sales report for the week ending October 26th shows combined old and new crop export sales at 761,000 metric tons. That is 44% less than the previous week and 46% less than the four-week average. Soybean sales of 1.01 million tons are 27% less than the previous week and 13% below the four-week average. Net wheat sales of of 276,000 tons are 28% less than the previous week and 53% less than the four-week average. 
The weekly report from the Energy Information Administration showed ethanol production during the week ending October 27th, 1.05 uh, million barrels per day. That's 13,000 barrels per day more than the previous week. Ethanol stocks, though, down 400,000 barrels to 21 million. This is the Red River Farm Network. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. NDSU Associate Professor of Ag Education is at the National, uh, Adam Marks is at the National FFA Convention to help inform students about potential opportunities. Within the career show, you know, a lot of the a big chunk of the career show is colleges and universities, um, not only helping to recruit students, but help to make them aware of what career opportunities are for them, whether it's related to agriculture or, you know, just looking at, you know, potential opportunities um, uh, out there in the world for them. Mark says there are a lot of opportunities for those with ag skills in the industry to find careers. The demand for experience in and jobs in the broad range of agriculture um, and natural resources, especially in our region of the world, continues to be high and so we need people that have access to education and can uh, better access those those uh, excellent career opportunities. Delta, Southwest and other airline and aviation companies have sent letters to Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen urging support for sustainable aviation fuel. These airline companies have joined the ethanol industry in asking the government to make regulatory changes so corn-based ethanol would qualify for federal subsidies. The Treasury Department is expected to finalize methodology rules for greenhouse gas emissions in December. Taking a look at markets before we leave you, December wheat Minneapolis uh, trading a penny higher at 710, Chicago three cents higher at 564 and three quarters, Kansas City a penny higher at 641, December corn down four and a quarter at 470 and three quarters, soybeans January futures 12 and three quarters higher at 1327 and three quarters, March soybeans 12 and a half higher at 1341 and a quarter. Live cattle, December futures, 97 cents higher at 184.60. Feeder cattle, November, $3.62 higher at 242.22. Lean hogs, December, $2.97 higher at 73.12. This is the Red River Farm Network. <laughs>